Welcome to the Power Mom Minute. I'm your host, Stephanie Uchima Carney, and I'm a modern day business mama who believes you can have it all. This podcast is all about going behind the scenes of the lives and businesses of successful moms in business in order to uncover the daily rituals, life lessons, real life tactics, and favorite tools that you as a mom can use to apply to your daily life and business. It is my mission to educate, empower, and inspire moms like yourself to build your dream business while having the freedom and flexibility to enjoy life to the fullest. Power Moms, it's time to rule the world. Now let's get started. Today, I'd like to welcome portrait travel and lifestyle photographer, mom of two little ones, three and under, lover of color and content creator, Anna Ardropoulos. With almost 89,000 followers on Instagram, Anna influences her audience daily with a feed and Instagram stories that are filled with bright colors, fun action scenes, adorable kids, and pretty much all Pinterest-worthy photos of her home, office, and life. Going to her feed will literally make your day happier, so you have to check it out after the show. Behind the beautiful prints and feed, though, is a beautiful mama who literally brightens my day just by talking to her. I met Anna a year and a half ago at a live event, and she was a speaker on stage, and I knew from the moment she opened her mouth, I had to be friends with her. So here to brighten your day, I welcome Anna. Hi, Steph. Oh my gosh, that was the nicest intro ever. I'm like emotional over here. (laughs) I feel like that's like a trend now. Sister, I love you. (laughs) Well, you are an amazing human. You have two absolutely gorgeous children. You You you. have this beautiful life that everyone sees, but I want to hear more about it because I know you and I have two little ones and I know we talk offline and it gets, it gets messy. I feel like when I met you, even right after I did the presentation and then we somehow connected in the lobby and it turned into like a three hour deep life chat, we just became instant friends. You were one of those people that when I met, I felt like I knew forever. So yeah, I, I'm so excited to be here and doing this. With you. And I'm pretty sure I was one of like the first 10 people you told you were pregnant, which yeah, was also like funny. <laughs> I'm like, I'm five weeks right now. <laughs> Nausea <laughs> at any time. So yeah, it was, uh, we became fast friends. So I wanted to start off with just you painting a picture of, you know, your family structure, how many kids, kind of yep. what does your family look like right now? Perfect. So right now I have my husband. His name is Costa, but I call him Co. So during this interview, I'll probably be saying Co a lot, and that's him. And then my son Yanni just turned three, and Georgia is almost eleven months, which is crazy how fast time is flying by. So last year, just to kind of paint a picture of where we're at, we just moved into this house that we're in now, our first home from a condo a year ago, right before Georgia was born. And then when Georgia was born, she had terrible colic and reflux, which I never experienced with Yanni. So she basically cried for the first four to five months of her life, which was, you know, anybody who has a colic or refluxy babies knows like you just kind of head down and just in survival mode. But, you know, thank God they're both healthy. They're great. And yeah, that's kind of what it's been doing. But what happened was after I met you, when I came back, we were selling our condo. 
buying a new home. I was trying to keep the business afloat. I was throwing up like 10 times a day. I was so sick throughout the entire pregnancy. We were trying to renovate the house. It was, we were displaced. We lived with my mom for four or five months while we were doing anything. I never understood why people say moving is so stressful. I was like, <laughs> what's the big deal? It's so exciting. Everybody's complaining. Oh, it's a lot. So we're still kind of unpacking and still trying to get this house in order. And because of the nature of what I do um, with the content creation stuff on Instagram, my home is kind of the main backdrop for a lot of the creative content we create. So it has to kind of be set up and look a certain way to make my life easier. So that's the structure in terms of work. Let me dive in because people always ask how many days of work, how does it work? So how many hours? And also you work from home. You don't have an office that's outside. So how, what does that look like on kind of a day-to-day basis? And even just what does today look like? Cause I know today is one of your actual work days. Yeah. So my work day today. So basically how I'm set up right now is I have three work days a week and I usually get anywhere from five, usually five good hours in that work day to have focused work time. And then some evenings, some normies, if Georgia takes a good nap, Yanni goes to daycare three, um, like a preschool daycare three times a week. And then the other days, either my mom or my mother-in-law will help out with the kids, which I'm so grateful for. So my mom on Mondays is here since George is still so little. So on Mondays, I kind of just close the door and kind of start off the week. Since my mom's here on that day, that's usually when I'll schedule in photo shoots that I know she's around to kind of give an extra hand, especially if the whole family's in them. So this is an ever-changing schedule. I remember with Yanni, It changes. And I feel like if you are a first time mom listening to this, wondering like, how am I going to figure out how to work with this child? Start small. I started with one work day and then it started with two. And then I went up to three and then hopefully in January, I'll go to four. And there was, I think four months before I got pregnant with Georgia that I actually had like a five day work week for the first time in like two years. And that's when things really started to group. And then, you know, we were it's like with kids, as you know, when they're little, every single time you feel like you've gotten in a routine, it changes, they grow and the schedule needs to shift. So at first with Yanni, when he was first born, I had really bad um, anxiety to leave him because he was the first and I felt like a terrible mom. The mom guilt was like consuming. Now, second time around, I think I've gotten over it a little bit, although I'm still struggling with it. So the first few times I remember I gave birth to him. I took some time off and it was Black Friday. And I also run an e-commerce shop where I sell my prints. So I had to get all the designs ready because at the time I was just working, I was a one woman show. So I took him to my in-laws and then I went to Starbucks crying, bawling, being like, mm-hmm. I'm the worst mom. Like they, the barista brought me a free tea because she's like, you look like you could need this. Oh <laughs> and my I was like, Cause it's like, who is this weepy woman in the corner on her laptop? It was hilarious. Now looking back and I would just bang out three, four hours and then rush back to nurse and feed him. So that's what the first few months looked like with Yanni. I also launched a collection like a month after Yanni was born. I don't know why nobody told me that maybe wasn't the best thing to do. Um, <laughs> like, don't do that. I've done everything you should not do. And, you know, even with Georgia, for some reason, I didn't learn the first time and actually like had to take my laptop into the hospital to oh my get goodness. one more thing done while I was in labor. I think I remember that. You were like yeah. in labor and you're like, but this collaboration has to go out or this yeah, giveaway or something one of like those that. Things. And you know what? In hindsight, like this is where after Georgia, I learned 
really fast. Yeah. Like I need to delegate. Like after that, it was kind of one of those moments that like, okay, it's fine. I hustled. I got it done, but never again. Like it, it does not, that was a mistake I made. And I had to kind of take ownership over that and figure out how can I ask for help? Can I, how can I use the people on my small team and really delegate and stop holding on to everything so tightly thinking it just needs to be me. Cause that's a thing with moms, you think it has to be you. You think I'm not a good mom if I can't juggle all these things and thrive. And that's just not true. You have to delegate. You have, if you're going to survive and if you want to grow, you have to delegate and be smart. So I have like 500 questions coming out of that. So go for it. So I'm going to ask a couple and then backtrack a little. The yeah. first is you talk about delegation in your team. What does your team look like? Um, your whole, I mean, you were saying like your childcare team, which is like your mom yeah. and your mother-in-law. What does your work team look like? What tasks do you delegate? What mm-hmm. kind of things and why do you delegate those ones? And then we'll go into reversing back into what did this look like before even the kids came about? Okay. So after Yanni was born, I hired an assistant and she's based out of another province here in Canada. So she is amazing. I wish she was local, honestly. And she's been really great at just helping organize the back end of my business a lot. She helps. I kind of order things that need to be taken care of. She helps me stay on track, things I need to remember. But it's just truthfully, she's been working with me for almost two years. And I feel like in the last four months, we're really making strides to actually me utilizing her in a proper way. I just handed over my inbox to her this week. Wow. Which was huge because she's. we've been talking about it and I've been resisting it. And I just deleted over 90,000 emails in my inbox. <gasps> And because I was one of those people with like the red at the bottom of your phone. So that, so I'm really starting to use her to really integrate her more in my business so that she could take even more off my plate just to close even more tabs in my mind. So that's the one person. And then on the shop side, I have someone who handles all the shipping and fulfillment. So when a new order comes in, they package it, they send it off, they handle all the customer service, they order the prints. So that's the team right now. It's just three. And the next person I will hopefully be adding within the next six months will be more of a creative production assistant to really help locally and help pull together shoots and help me with that creative front. So once we have that person, I think they're the missing, the next missing puzzle piece to the equation. So right now you do have a thriving business. You're able to hire all of these people. Tell us a little bit about what your business looks like today in terms of what you do and then reverse backwards to to where it started and Mm -hmm. kind of before kids. And then I know you've talked about how your business pivoted once you had Yanni. So yeah, I'll go back first and then we'll dive in. So when I started, I was strictly just doing photography and photo shoots and I was a portrait photographer. And what I realized really quickly was because on Instagram, I posted pictures of the behind the scenes of my desk. I mean, I'm a photographer, so I was at my desk editing a lot. So I would post a lot of pictures of my desk. I would post a lot of pictures of behind the scenes of photo shoots and all that, that my clients who were all business owners, um, women entrepreneurs started saying when I would do, and this was before even personal branding photo shoots was a thing. Um, I think I first called it like website photos because there wasn't even a name (laughs) for it. and 
they were like, okay, well, can we do some desk shots like on your Instagram and on this? I was like, yeah, absolutely. And slowly that package evolved to what was basically my main offering, which is a full blown customized branding photo shoot. And we would design full blown sets in my studio, which we lived in a condo. So we tore down one wall and one corner of our condo was my studio. And that's kind of how it was up until we left. And that's where we did everything. It was one wall. We would build sets. We had people bring in tables, fireplaces, like we created, we went crazy in that space. Um, And that was the main offering. And throughout this time, um, as my audience was growing, I was also doing a lot of collaborations with bloggers in my area. And truthfully, that just started because, and again, this is pre-Instagram is what it is today. This was like when blogs were such a really big thing. And I would just reach out to local bloggers and say, hey, you want to like put on some outfits and we'll just go around the city and shoot for fun. I had the luxury that, um, you know, it, this was pre-kids. So I had seven days a week to work. My husband also runs his own business. So we loved what we do. And we just worked all the time. So I was able to t- take on strategic free photo shoots to build my folio, build my connections, and then grow my audience. Because when I was doing all the blogging photo shoots, they would naturally tag me in their photography. And then that's how in the Toronto people wanted to work with me because they were seeing me work with the local bloggers. So that's what started. Um, I never intended to be, I really don't like the word influencer. I prefer content creation. I'm using air quotes. It's such a cringy <laughs> word. I don't like it at all. Uh, you know, we've talked about this. I, I have the same feeling. Anytime someone's like, oh, you want to be an influencer? I'm like, no, nope, no, not influencer. No. No. Uh, thought leader? I don't know. Just not. Yeah. So I like content creator because I think that's what I do. So I, this was before you could make money on Instagram. And a funny thing, the transition happened right as I gave birth to Yanni. And if you had asked me before I gave birth to Yanni, my feed before that, also while all this was going on, I was building my e-commerce travel shop. So I was selling all my travel prints in conjunction to all of this, which helped because the background for all the branding shoots we would do full-blown gallery walls with all my artwork. So it, it was really win-win, just beautiful how both businesses fed each other at the time. And did you um, have a background in photography? You went to school for that or was oh, it okay. just so a passion? I actually went to school for film school. Okay. And then out of film school, I worked my way up in a couple of jobs. And then I actually, my first trip to Paris, my boss said, go take six weeks, travel Europe with your friend. I was very young. I think I was only like 21 at the time. And or younger even. And I traveled and I got to Paris with my little digital point and shoot and like was dreaming of that moment forever. And honestly, my life changed when I got there. And I looked at my friend and I said, I'm going to be back here. And she's like, yeah, okay, you're crazy. We're not going to be back. I'm like, no, no, I'll go back here. Like, just you wait. Um, And when I got back from that trip, a promotion was waiting for me at the TV job, which entailed me traveling around to film festivals to purchase short films. And the main place I'd be traveling to was France. So within six months, I was back in Paris taking pictures. And that's when I started the blog. So from there, I got a job with a local, um, it was like an online database for restaurants. And I just, I knew someone in the company and I got hired to do all their photo and video. So I did that for two years as I was building. And by that point, passion, my passion for photography and portraiture had taken off and I was working evenings, weekends, shooting whoever would let me photograph them. And um, I said to myself, if I save up six months worth of my expenses, then I will quit. And six months before my wedding, I quit. 
And yeah, so that's what, how that whole, that's how I kind of got into photography. It was just through hobby. And I kind of self-taught watching creative live. If there's any photographers watching, I was watching creative live 24 seven. It's like free photo education tools. So I would just immerse myself in it and learn. I went off on a tangent. Now I forgot okay. where we're going. <laughs> oh, and then you had Yanni. And... Yeah. So when I had Yanni, it was when Instagram world was picking up. It's when the algorithm changed and all this. I came back from having a baby. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I don't know who I am, what I am, what I'm supposed to be sharing anymore. Um, and it took a minute to figure it out. It took, I was really confused as what to share. The stuff that used to fire me up didn't. It, it just, it was a full, and I'm still kind of in that transition right now, although I have a lot more clarity in terms of the future of the direction. It took a long time for me to get here because what happened, it, it came, thankfully it came at a good point because I was unable to do client photo shoots like I used to, but then the kind of content creation sponsorship posts were coming in. So that was kind of like my maternity leave pay, if you will, starting to work with more brands and starting to do that. And uh, with every kind of photo I put up, I realized I just felt a certain way about it because I never really fit in with the blogging world. And but I was more than just your typical photographer because I did have this lifestyle blog. So I was kind of somewhere in the middle, just trying to figure out who my market was, who my audience was. And now that I have a baby, how I'm going to, I mean, naturally things change. I didn't think I was going to share my kids. And to a certain degree, I don't share aside from the photos, I don't share that much of the behind the scenes of family life, like the day-to-day stuff. And you just have to figure out what you feel comfortable with sharing by trial and error. So that brings us to today. And what happened was with the three businesses, essentially, it was my shop, the portrait shoots, and then the content creation on Instagram. I was like a sinking ship at that point, like trying to keep three parts, three essentially separate businesses afloat with a new baby, with limited time to work, was just not going. So something had to give. And at the time, and still, I've kind of put a hold on the photo shoot part of my business. And we're having this conversation while I'm kind of in the thick of the transition still, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting because I'm figuring it out still. And I'm, I'm in a transition and it's fun and exciting. And I feel pumped to go to work when I do work now because we are growing out our shop part. I will go back to shooting a hundred percent. I can't wait to that day, but not now. With two kids and a limited working schedule, something has to give. You can do anything, just not everything at you know the same time as the saying goes. Exactly. So what inspires you about then doing these kind of travel things? Tell us about your trip to Paris, yeah. your most recent <laughs> trip. Kind of where have you gone from pre-motherhood to motherhood now and what drives you? Because you said something has to give. You made that choice. Why besides time, why did you pick the route you took versus continuing mm-hmm. to do personal branding shoots because you technically could do it in your house and maybe totally we have know, a studio in the house too when we were shopping when we were looking I was looking at houses with my camera testing out lighting it was so because mo- <laughs> I'm like this is the nature of what we do I need to make sure there's going to be a room that has decent lighting so the reason I chose the shop was kind of twofold I had to really get real about the kind of mom I wanted to be and just what our lifestyle was going to be like. And the shop has always been something that's taken a back seat, whether to the content creation or whether to the portrait shoots. It was always not the last thing on the list, but like this, this passion thing that I just cannot let go of. Like why all these years have I not just dropped it? If 
my main attention is always going elsewhere that's bringing in the majority of our revenue. And for there's just, you know, when we have that little voice inside yourself, that's just like, no, this here, focus here, focus here. So finally at the beginning of this year, I said, okay, you know, forget it. I'm saying the beginning of this year, it's already the end of this year. <laughs> One thing that I will say before we go any further is <laughs> moms need to give themselves so much more grace because I, when, when people say on the outside, they're like, you're killing it. Look at your feed. You're posting amazing things. Like you're, you're doing it. All I see on the back end, which is hilarious. And I talk about this on my Instagram stories is you guys see the final picture. What you don't see are the six other pictures that have been delayed and moved in my schedule for sometimes two months before I can actually get to creating them. You don't see the delays of projects that just can't work. So I think that's really mindful when you're looking to people online and feeling inspired by them and you think that they're killing it. Uh, by all means, they are. But there's the best of their ability. Exactly. And it, I will get it done. It's just going to take longer than what it used to. And I think that's the thing that has freed me so much this year is just knowing letting go, you letting go, it'll get done just at a slower pace. So with those projects, are those client-based projects or how do you manage that with clients and saying, you know, I'm so sorry, this is going to be delayed or is this your own personal projects? So clients are never, these are more personal and for the shop projects. If I'm, I mean, I'm not doing clients anymore, but clients were always number one. I did nothing else for social media or Instagram or anything unless those client projects were done. Now it's uh, the collaborations I'm doing. So the brand is paying me. I can't just say, sorry, didn't get like, that's a priority. And we schedule that in. And then it's the content that comes in between those that are a priority. So I just, there's, I just could not let go of the shop and I've been working, you know, in base camp, Todd Herman's mastermind. We've been working together and kind of working on a rebrand and repositioning the shop and really tying it in to what I've been doing. So another thing I think that's really I kind of want to say is that there's a re- when you look at my feed and see the creative pictures that I share, there is a reason they're there. Um, I know we talk about like, you know, the Instagram part, like I realized really early on that I had to compartmentalize photo time and family time. I am not one of those people who can do both at the same time. I like really admire people who can, even when my kids are home with me, like I'm not on Instagram stories. I just can't I can't function or focus. If I try to post, it's not going to make any sense. (laughs) Like one thing at a time. So I've given up. So that's why on Wednesdays, Mondays, or Fridays, or on a weekend, if Co's home, that's when I'll usually pop on Instagram stories and share. Because otherwise, I just, I'm like, the kid's going to jump off a table and then Georgia's falling off of everything now. So I take my eyes off them for a second. It's just not going to work. So compartmentalizing photo time and family time. When Yanni was first born, I remember we went to the pumpkin patch. Y'all know the like Instagram <laughs> pumpkin patch photos. Oh yeah. The ones where everyone looks perfect in their right? matching outfits. I was outfits. like, we're going to take the cutest pumpkin photo. And I put on my little boots that were matching the stroller and Yanni was there. And like, we had a great time, but we had to coordinate with my mom to be there so we could take a family photo. And like, it was just like the sun was setting. It was so cold. Yanni pooed out and it was just this whole thing. <laughs> And I'm like, what? I was like, this is not, and I, I got irritated at a point. Cause I was just like, oh my gosh, you guys, like that was the perfect moment. And you missed it because here's the thing. I'm the photographer. My mom and husband are not the photographer. I'm the photographer. So for me to expect them to take, like, 
I will see as a photographer, like a perfect moment between Costa and the kids. And I will like matrix into position, snap the photo, put it away before anybody's noticed that the picture was even taken. And like, I'll be experiencing a moment with the kids. I'll look over to, I'll look over to Coda and be like, did you get that? And he's just like smiling, looking at us. And I'm like, babe, that's a perfect photo. What are you doing? And he's like, oh, oops. So like, it was just this realization at early on of motherhood that I was like, this is not going to work. Like I want when we go out as a family to the pumping patch or the apple orchard or anywhere we go just to enjoy time as a family. And obviously your phones are on, you're going to take pictures. It's just for us. It's for the family album. And it just took such a pressure off. And that's why you see these creative pictures because I'm, I, I like to create, I like to be creative. And if I'm not creating with clients anymore and I can't really travel anymore to create collections for the shop, how am I getting my creative juices flowing? So I started to experiment with a monthly challenge. And this was, by the way, this was like, by the time I kind of figured this out, digested it, worked around, it was like a good year. It took me like, so I started this monthly creative challenge, which my audience and each month there was a theme and we had to get as creative as possible with the images. Remember so, you did like a coffee one or something like yeah, that. And it was yeah. like a coffee stop motion clock. And it was just, I remember with everything I started doing, it all started to make more sense. And it was like, great Friday afternoon. These are the photos that I have planned. That's creative. We're going to take them. And then it's family time. So it really worked with us. And like my, my tribe, like Gosa's is not holding the camera. It's on a tripod. I set it up. I make sure everything's framed. So whoever's sitting behind the camera just has to press the button. It just made the process so much more enjoyable. We actually started having fun doing it. And that for me was the biggest thing because I never wanted what I did to take away from family time. And I just wanted to have fun when we're all together as a family. So I think there's so many people out there who can do it together. If you are blessed with a husband who is amazing at taking photos, then great. But for me, it also felt like I was missing the mark for my brand to not post kind of more creative pictures with an element of playfulness or an element of fun. So for the last two years, I've been experimenting with this. And this past year is when it kind of came full circle because even still, even after that revelation, I had moments of, what am I doing? How does this all fit together? Like, how does it make sense? What's the point? And this year is when I realized I was missing the mark on my shop and we're rebranding the mm -hmm. shop. So all the creative work I've been playing around with, having fun and experimenting with on my social, I'm now going to apply those same creative elements to shop prints going forward. And that's that. why I booked Paris. So we went to Paris. It's not out yet. I've been working on the collection. We put we pushed back the Paris collection to go back and shoot because I know Co needed to come with me to do that. We pushed that back like for a year and a half because we were so scared to leave the kids. And finally, I'm like, okay, I said this year we're going to focus on the shop and the year is almost done. So well, we got to go. So I mean, I had so much anxiety leading up to it. I almost canceled, but we did it. And it was the best trip. We got creative. I'm so excited for the prints that are going to come out of there. And yeah, that's a long-winded answer. Well, no, I, I really, really respect that you're able to compartmentalize work and life, but also use your life as inspiration and creative outlet. Yeah. It's really hard, I know, for moms, especially working from home or running a business that's more creative to separate those two. You know, you're scrolling Instagram while you're playing with your kids or you're trying to get that shot. And I love that you disconnected the two and you said, no, I'm just going to enjoy, you know, the pumpkin patch. I'm just going to enjoy. I disconnected it so it could connect 
connect. Right. right? And that's not to say I'm never going to take a picture of a pumpkin patch and ever post it. No, it's just, I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. Like if we go and we get a cute shot, great. If we don't, no problem. And that's fine. And I have always been the kind of person who I process life through taking photos that's just me. I'm a photographer. I've always been this way. I don't know why. I always just take the, I, when I was in grade six, my mom gave me disposable cameras and I coordinated a Spice Girls photo shoot <laughs> with my friends. And I was like the creative director of that in the playground. And like, who, this is just how I operate. So I want to take pictures of the family to remember it, but I think you just have to remember, make it work for you. And then through those constraints is where you'll find your creativity. I love that. So behind all these really beautiful prints and stuff, at least we know more of the story. (laughs) I'm curious, what sort of things do you prioritize at home and what do you leave messy to allow for time for other things? So right now, as you know, I am, when we got back from Paris, you know, when you go on a trip and you come back and you're on like this honeymoon, everything's wonderful. (laughs) Especially when you're, mind you, that was without kids. (laughs) Yeah, we slept. We got like six hours a night. It was amazing because we were waking up like 5.30 in the morning, we were out for sunrise every single morning, but still we felt like brand new people because we were sleeping. And, um, oh my gosh, I lost the train of thought. Where oh, what do you leave messy at home? <laughs> yeah, so when I came back home, I realized I'm the kind of person that I can't really function in a mess, even though we have been for the last year. And I like to whenever something's not working, I always like to think back to when it was working and what has changed or what am I doing differently? So for me, in terms of content creation, I'm like, hey, why is it so hard? Like, why is there a shoot that I have in mind to do that's getting pushed back a week, two weeks, three weeks? And it's because our house is in chaos. Like we have just to shoot in one room, we have to do an hour and a half of just moving around and tidying things up. And nobody wants to do that when you're tired. So it gets pushed back. So I started, when we got back from Paris, I kind of snapped and I said, you know what? Like we got to do an overhaul in our whole house, top to bottom. Because again, we moved, everything got just stuck. So it looked decent. And then we lived life. And I didn't really want to do it in the summer, even though I knew we had to. But after Paris was like, okay, let's start. So we have been reorganizing and overhauling our whole house and even just me doing the office, the productivity, it w- what kick really kick-started it, I should say, is after the fourth workday, where I just noticed I was not focusing. I was not productive. My brain was everywhere. And it was just like, you know, the spindle on the Mac, the rainbow spiral <laughs> that just goes. <laughs> like, this was me. Like, people, my mom walked by the and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing <laughs> sitting here looking at my screen, but here I am. Um, so I was like, okay, something has to change. So I thought back when was I producing consistent quality creative content and why, what changed? And it was right before we moved from our condo when, cause the condo we had lived in it and it was all set up for what I do. So everything was tidy and put away. So on one day I could bang out five shots, let's say five shoots. And I'm like, okay, that's what needs to happen because this is what's stopping us from thriving as a family. Now, with that being said, it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm not saying my house has to be clean. Laundry is always the thing that I will let go and not really care about. I should also say like divide and conquer. If 
like you really have to get like your spouse and your partner on board. So we have a little system where at nights, I'll usually tackle the laundry and Co will usually clean the kitchen. And that's kind of like our designated spots. That's not to say I never clean the kitchen at night, but he does it way more and way better than I do. And he hates the way I load the dishwasher anyway, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> men load the dishwasher. Amazing, by the way, but I'm, I'm just saying. I don't know. Um, Dishwasher's kind of my thing. Great. I love washing really? dishes. Well, I love puzzles. Oh. Okay. See, yeah, no, he would love you because he's like, I, he takes everything out that I do and just re-puts it back in. It's hilarious. So I do that too. You keep doing, like if, if I didn't, but if he didn't do that for me, like it would drive me crazy. So I probably would go down there, clean the kitchen and then come back upstairs to do the laundry. So, I mean, obviously it helps just to have a good kind of system in place and divide certain chores around the house to make it work. How do you keep your relationship? I mean, talking about like, that's great communication with your husband. You also got to go to Paris and sort of do a work, but also low romantic trip. Paris was amazing. It was the first, I mean, we were laughing the whole time because we're like, wow, we're talking to each other for like longer than, (laughs) like sometimes it'll be three days and I'll look at him and I'll say, I miss you. Like I've seen you every day, but like we haven't even had a second just to stop. So it does get busy. And we tried this year to implement like monthly date nights that we haven't really executed on the best, but we do try and carve out time. Like we'll, when, for example, when the kids are at his parents, we'll drive there to pick them up together. And like, even just like a 15, 20 minute drive is just nice to have some quality time. But yeah, that's definitely a work in prop. Paris was amazing for us. At, like we needed that. We had not done anything just the two of us for three years. So it was um it was a now really- did you talk about things besides your kids? Oh yeah. Oh, good. oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we did. And like of course like 85% was the kids, like 10% was like just it, I love talking about like I just love productivity and efficiency. And I love talking about organizing and how to better make things work. I just, whenever something's not working, I just like to look at it and say, okay, how can we get creative and figure out how to make this work better? Like, it's okay that it's messy right now. Let's get creative and figure out how we can like make it work. So yeah, I was, it was a good, we actually like had dinner, drink wine, (laughs) had desserts. Uh Like we're able just, yeah, let's change our mind and walk over here. So, I mean, we walked almost 90 kilometers in one week. So it was, it was a busy trip, but it was fun. Wow. So for someone as structured as you, I'm, well, I guess structured, but. Structured. And, you know, I should <laughs> say like, even with like, I air quotes have three work days. Sometimes my kid gets sick. Sometimes my mom or mother-in-law can't watch the kids. Sometimes something happens. So it's a rare week where that's like, that's the, I have like an ideal week. And that's what we strive for every week. And it rarely is that, right? Right. There's still late nights. There's still early mornings. There's still nap time work. But I am in, I'll report back. But once our whole house is organized and efficient, I've I've already seen the benefits of just how much faster we're working and how much more time I have even on a nap now that everything's kind of tidy and put away and there's a place for everything. That makes total sense. So then my question is, what does the first 20 minutes when you do wake up look like in your day? Do you want the truth? I want the truth. Okay. So (laughs) Yanni still sleeps in our bed every night and Georgia does not sleep through the night. And at night she, she prefers her father than me. If she, if I'm holding her, she's like wide awake clapping at three in the morning thinking it's (laughs) daytime. And I'm like, no girlfriend, we got to sleep. So first thing in the morning, usually 
Georgia. I will be walking Georgia quietly around my room trying to keep her quiet while Yanni's still sleeping in our bed. And usually one of them will wake up each other and then they'll start giggling. And then I will, um, usually at that point, baby bums goes on so I can get myself quickly brush my teeth, put my hair together. Like put, we have the kind of exosaucer in our bedroom. So I stick Georgia in there so she doesn't fall off the bed and like just throwing toys at them. Like this is like five minutes that I'm just like, let's go, let's get ready. If George is still sleeping and Yanni wakes up, I will usually throw something on because I usually just went to bed like two hours before he woke. <sighs> um, it's still in the thick of that. Like I can't wait till oh. I can. I will say though, the week we got back from Paris because we were jet lagged, we were waking up at like 5 a.m. And I had like 40 minutes before either kid woke up. <sighs> this is the like, oh my gosh. This, I got ready. I quickly just like thought about my day. I made a coffee and then like the kids woke up and I was already dressed and ready to go. So I'm still trying to like get back to the jet lag <laughs> week that we had because that was great. But no, it's, you know, the, sleep is more important. So if I can put on Paw Patrol for half an hour and Yanni can sit in my bed while I catch an extra half an hour of sleep before Georgia wakes up, I- I'm going to do that. <laughs> That's I the love truth. It. <laughs> oh, I love it. Do you get any time to do anything for your your personal self daily? So like what is one thing that you do for yourself daily or do you have any sort of wellness, self-care? I always I got um I when I do have like time to shower, I got <laughs> a little shower speaker oh. and I don't, I try not to listen to podcasts in the shower. It depends what mood I'm in. Cause I'm like, okay, let's just take a break. But I have my little Anna playlist with just my hype music and I'll put it on while I'm in the shower. And it's just Give me an example of one of the songs. Oh my gosh. What's, <laughs> I, I can't even, there's like soundtracks on it. We just saw Cirque du Soleil. So that's on it. Like think Beyonce, just love ballads, like Celine Dion. It's the most random playlist you will ever hear. <laughs> there's Sean Paul on there. It's everything. Um, and I'll just click through and listen to my favorite and just, it's so simple, but it makes me so happy. And it's not what, five minutes, six minutes that I'm in there. And then I usually try just to take five minutes for just like my skincare routine before I get to bed, because not so much, I, I hate doing it, but I know in the morning when I'm tired, it feels good that my face doesn't feel like a snake in the desert. <laughs> I love that. Oh my goodness. So much good information. Last two questions. Yeah. Since you are good at, you know, all of this like structure, organization, productivity, what are maybe one or two of your top favorite, either apps, uh, books, programs, or anything mm-hmm. that you've used in your business or your life that has really helped you? Perfect. I actually just did like an overhaul on the back end that I was so excited about. So notes in our phone, you know, how you could just go on your phone, have yeah. notes. I always had them for some reason, they weren't synced. So my desktop, laptop, iPad, and phone all had different notes. And as a result, I was wasting so much time like, I'm like, oh, I wrote that caption somewhere. Let me take 20 minutes while I try and find it to post. So again, hitting my breaking point, it's been an overhaul month. I'm like, we are just gonna like figure it away. So I batched it all together. Now it's everything synced and connected. You guys, it's a game changer. Notes in your phone for your own personal notes, things you don't wanna forget. I have a section for family. I have a section for content creation. Whenever you're on the go and you think of something, write it down and get it out of your brain as soon as possible because otherwise it's just taking up space. 
and it's just taking away from your focus time. So notes on your phone, sync it to all your devices. I have our groceries on there. I have it shared with Co. We have it. We love it now. We are like on this notes train and it's working for us. I started, I overcomplicate everything. So I started searching for all these apps. Like we need another app. It's like, no, just go to where you already are. No, it's done. So that's what I use. Simple, simple, elegant. And that way it's, it's just always all going to be there. Um, so that's on the kind of personal side. And then usually when something's in there for me and my team, um, we have um, Asana. That's what we use on there. And that's amazing um, because everything is connected. I, You know what? Now that I, There's two more people I didn't say that are part-time on my team. And that's one, Claire, who's an amazing graphic designer who I contract out to do certain projects. And my copywriter, Janine, who I also do the same thing for. So yeah, that's also, I forgot to add that in. So if you're still listening to my rant, that's another thing. Uh, so yeah, Asana and Notes, game changer. Oh, I love the organization. Okay. And lastly, what is your mom's superpower that makes you a better mom in business? Oh my gosh. So something that you, yeah, developed as a mom. I don't, I don't think I developed it as a mom, but I think it really like came to fruition through becoming a mom. I like the more wrong something is going in a day, the more I laugh about it. Like at the end of my day, I call Cohen. I'm like, you'll never guess my coffee spilled three times. Then I forgot my keys inside that place. So I had to love Georgia back. Then she pooed and I'm pissing myself off. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, it's fine, but you have to laugh about it. Like there are things in life, like there's so much going on in the world. That's so serious that like you, you can't, I just have to laugh through. So I think that's my mom's superpower is to laugh. Obviously I have my days, but for the majority I can laugh through a lot of, of the funny things. I think that's just your persona too <laughs> and your superpower because it's your laugh. It's your smile. It's all the brightness about you is why Thank I you. absolutely love you, Anna. Thank you so much for joining today. Where can we find you? And yeah, just give me all your links. Um, it's Anna with love everywhere. So my handle is Anna with love. Anna with love.com is the blog and Anna with love shop is um, our shop. And do you have a date when your Paris collection's coming out? Because oh, I can't it's wait. Changed. You know, girlfriend, it's changed <laughs> 10 times. It was supposed to be out in October, um, but no, it will be out before the end of November. And we are working around the clock to make sure we get it out before the holidays. Yeah. Well, everyone, you have to follow her because seriously, her feed and her photos are so incredible that I recognize them everywhere. The, just the Thank other day, you. I like texted her. I'm like, um, did someone take your photo and use it for a book cover? Because I'm pretty sure that's you. <laughs> it was. And you and know, I, know. I, almost, like... I almost did not share that photo. There was somebody, <laughs> somebody had a not so kind comment about it. And I almost oh. didn't share. I can't remember what it was, but I was just like, Ooh, you know, maybe I shouldn't. And I'm so glad I did. Cause look at what the opportunity, um, exactly. it, it came from it. So yeah. Wow. Great. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Power Mom Minute podcast. Your support means the absolute world to me. You can find the show notes for the episode and other goodies over at powermomminute.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or have gotten value from the podcast, I'd be so grateful if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review so that we can reach and empower more moms all over the world together. Each week, I will be reading some of those reviews on air. So stay tuned and you might just hear yours. Thank you so much again, beautiful mamas, and I'll see you here next time.